The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Hello, welcome to another podcast uh, of The Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant. Hello. Hi. And, of course, Carl Pilkington. Right. Rick, you'll be pleased to know we've already had some responses. Uh, you remember last week I mentioned that you can email us on podcast at rickygervais.com if you've got anything for Carl or you or I. And uh, Simon and Mark have already emailed us in this link to something that was on the BBC News website. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's a remarkable story. Um, well, I'll just gi- I'll give you the headline straight away and you can, you can draw your own conclusion. Lion mutilates 42 midgets in Cambodian ring fight. That's, that's a, just the headline. That's a hell of a headline. That I mean, makes me want to know more about yeah, the story. Well, that's, what headline, that's what a headline should do. But, I mean, I think we'd all read the news. We'd all take more interest in the news if, if they could open the you know, BBC News. Six bong. Every night, bong. Lion mutilates 42 midgets in Cambodian ring fight. Bong. bong. We'd definitely pay more attention. Um... So this is the story. It's just extraordinary. Spectators cheered as entire Cambodian midget fighting league squared off against African lion. Now, I didn't even know there was a Cambodian midget fighting league. You're an ignoramus. Everyone, of course, has heard of the CMFL, which is genuinely what it's known as in Brilliant. Cambodia. Now, like you, I don't know who the Cambodian midget fighting league are normally fighting. I don't know what tournaments. I assume it's each other. Well, I assume each other. It's midget fighting then. Yeah. Well, let me just give you more information, then we can dissect it afterwards. Tickets had been sold out three weeks before the much-anticipated fight. The fight was organised when an angry fan contested Yang Shimoni, president of the CMFL, claiming that one line could defeat his entire league of forty-two fighters. So this bloke is going to the president and going, "I reckon a lion could get all your midgets." I reckon he could. Yeah, he could destroy all of your forty-two midget fighters. Uh, now, apparently, Shimoni, the president of the CMFL, he takes great pride in the league, and uh, he's conveyed in a recent advertising campaign that his uh, midgets will take on anything, man, beast, or machine. Now, I don't know what kind of machine, again, midgets are fighting. But don't um, the midgets have a say in A this? washing machine. Do the midgets going, all right, keep it down. <laughs> no, they <laughs> won't fight anything. Well, we won't fight anything. We'll we're fight each other. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're sort of, like, equally matched. <laughs> no, yeah. you'll fight a beast or no, a no, machine. No, 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 we're, I'll fight another midget. I will fight any midget. Is what, when I said I'll take on anything, I meant another midget. <laughs> Machines. So this bloke goes, I reckon a lion could take on your midgets. He goes, rubbish. Yes. Uh, and that is why an African lion was shipped in especially for the event, which took place uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, in the city's Colosseum. I mean, they've already got, they've got a Colosseum, Rick, which is already brilliant. So hold on, this is sanctioned by the, the city? Well, the Cambodian government allowed the fight to take place under the condition that they receive a 50% commission on each ticket sold, and that no cameras would be allowed in the arena. <laughs> we'll take 50%, but, you know, for, for, for dignity's sake, <laughs> there's no cameras. <laughs> You know, we don't, make this into a, we don't want to make this into a, you know, into a, a spectacle. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just lion versus midget, but, <laughs> exactly. you know. Well, 42. Never forget, there was 42 midgets. Uh, now, this is, this is the tragedy element, and this is why we shouldn't be laughing, because the fight was ended. Don't tell me the lion gets hurt. Well, the fight was ended, Rick, after only 12 minutes, after which 28 of the midget fighters were declared dead. Right. While the other 14 suffered severe injuries, including broken bones, lost limbs, and they were basically but unable the, to fight. But anyway. the lion wasn't hurt. It would have seemed that the lion was okay. Oh, good. Because the lion had no choice in this. No. See, that's the... the I, I, I love it when a human takes on a beast and comes unstuck. Because that lion was scared and defending itself. Those little midgets were loving it. They wanted to go in What do you mean they were loving it? You don't know that. 
Well, why would they do it? Well, what I find out... Well, I'm worried, you see, I don't know the ins and outs of this. I wonder if they were fighting against their will. I got the horrible feeling, because uh, with all due respect to any midgets listening, they must be fairly easy to round up. <laughs> you could probably corral some midgets fairly easily. You know, you do need some regular full-size people, and it'd be easy to grab some midgets and take no. them away, whisk them away, put them in a cage. No, because... No, 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 because they don't, because a lot of them stand on each other's shoulders and wear a long coat. Sure, but... And a hat, and you go, oh, that's not a midget. No, Let him go. They, well, those ones are getting away with it. They're yeah. fine. They're wandering around... For, you know, fine. Because who's voluntarily going to join the Cambodian Midget Fighting League? But midgets who want a bit of action, who want to fight other midgets, they're allowed, they want to fight. They can't get in real boxing matches because the fellas are too big for them. But they can go, well, I'll tell you what, let's have our own little fighting league, right? But if I was on the Cambodian Midget Fighting League, I'd be livid. I'd be thinking to myself, well, I can't believe I listened to my agent and he's put me up fighting a lion. I mean, I should have just taken Panto in, in Grimsby. I can't believe what I I've can't done. believe it. But hold on, though. I thought... I, it's... Uh, uh, are they all really midgets, or are they lumping in dwarves with them? It's not specified, Rick, but, um... But I, that annoys me when people say, oh, look at these midgets, and I go, hold on, no, they're making up the numbers with a couple of dwarves there. <laughs> that's clearly only 39 midgets and three dwarves. <laughs> sure. Well, that's amazing. Carl, what are your thoughts instantly? I mean, you're going to have a, a take on that. I, whose side am I meant to be on there? What? Well, by well, I'd, story, be, on, I'd you're, be on the lion side. Uh, if I, I, I'd never go to a bullfight, but I love it when I see a matador gored to death. Because, again, the bull doesn't want to get in that ring and fight a bloke with swords, okay? So I love it. I think it's disgusting. And when someone says, um, a midget versus lion, I'm thinking, well, it's okay if the lion wins, to be honest, because they yeah. haven't got a choice. So, uh, and I hate it when people go, oh, I went to a bullfight when I was in Spain, but it's the tradition, isn't it? Oh, well, there's loads of traditions that we don't adhere to anymore. Mm. So I'm, gl- I, I, you know, it, I say it shouldn't have happened, of course, but if it happens, I'm glad the lion isn't hurt. See, what's annoying me is I've sent money to Cambodia because apparently they're hungry and haven't got any energy. So what's going on? <laughs> well, it's, it's much easier to, to, to fill up a midget than it is a regular Cambodian... You know, they, mm, they, they're, they're I just feel on, like on a I'm, I'm being cheated a bit. You were conned before with a charity, weren't you? Well, a few times, yeah. Well, the, what about the the old lady? What was that? I got stopped, and it's like uh, they, they sort of drag you in by saying, "Have you got a gran?" And I said, "No, they died and that." It's like, "Oh, did they die of the cold?" No, she's, you know, ill. What have you? Just just old age. He said, "Well, what happens with a lot of people's grands is they die in the cold, right?" So I was like, "Oh, that's bad, isn't it?" Anyway, so she's chatting and she's showing me pictures of these old women who look cold, right? Saying, look at her, that's Edna. You know, she's got no family, she, she can't pay the bills and all that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah. Anyway, it goes on for about 15 minutes and you, you feel bad. You give them your bank details, right? And what happens is, every couple of months you get a letter from Edna. Well, it's, right. it's not from her, it's typed up and what have you. But, but there's a picture of Edna, right? And it's saying, oh, this December, you know, Edna's going to be extra cold. It's cold outside, she can't afford to pay the heat and what have you. Yeah keep going right so you keep paying every month like five pounds or whatever get another letter a few months later right Edna's sat there she's got a tan <laughs> what do you mean she's got a tan well when they said you know she's cold I thought they meant for the heating not to send her on holiday for a month she sat there with a the tan I'm not joking <laughs> are you sure it wasn't just a sort of a slight problem in the printing no no definitely sure she, it wasn't she well happy sure it wasn't liver failure this is a terrible thing to say but when I see those people approaching now with the clipboards on the street yeah. I always get my mobile phone out and pretend yeah, I have a conversation I've the number of fake conversations I've had walking past them now well I felt sorry for them because right? I thought that, that, you know to be fair I, I, I've got about ten standing orders where yeah. I felt sorry for them on court right? I thought they're doing a good deed the least yeah. I can do I find out they're on about eight quid an hour are yeah. they? yeah they're not just doing it out of the kindness of their hearts well I don't want to I thought they were volunteers I thought that was 
at least why I should feel guilty. If no. they're getting paid to do it. I don't know, that could be wrong. I think they do. What? I've heard they get, they get paid and that. Well, if someone knows, maybe uh, email, email us. Email the podcast at rickygervais.com is how you can get in touch with us. Cause Cause if, if you it, know if these guys are getting, uh, they're fleecing us twice. Uh, you know, I, I, I heard something. Carl thinks they are. You, you think they're not. I don't know anything, but no, I, anything uh, that will allow me. But to let's not find out because uh, you know I don't want to. I don't want to slag them off because they're obviously doing a good thing. So we find this out. It's, uh, you know, this is an educational show. I tell you what, though, right? Because we've we've talked about homeless people before and that. And I walked past one the other day. He's always cheerful, right? But don't you think, right? If you had a company, it's worth taking them on because they never have a lie in. Brilliant. I'm finding it quite exhausting now because a lot of the homeless I've encountered recently, they don't even now, they're not even after my money. They're just, they're just looking for conversation. While I was walking along the other day, and I don't know what you're supposed to say to this, mm. we were both walking, happened to be both passing a Chinese restaurant. He glanced in, he looked, he looked back around to me, he went, woman in there with three phones, three mobile phones. Why does she need three mobile phones? Mm. Got nothing to say to that. Got no opinion. Got absolutely no opinion of it. And I was thinking, what's going to you know, and you know that thing when you sort of suddenly you got across the road conveniently to just get out of it. But, and there's another mad woman who started going, she, she was walking past me, she went, do you want to come to my church? I went, no, I, I don't believe in God. She went, do you believe in God? Oh, 20 minutes. Conversation, 20 minutes. It was unbelievable. I got to a point where I was so angry with her, I was shouting out from across the other side of the room. I was the one who sounded like a nutter, going, <laughs> there isn't a God! And, but, you see, when, when does it become, like, bad to avoid people like that? Do you know what I mean? Because some people say you shouldn't, you know, that they're, they're people, they're people like us, they've just had a bit of bad luck. Well, of course they are. Yeah, I know, but I remember one on, on our estate, right? And she was a bit, what's what's the word that you can use? Because I don't want to offend anyone. But I'd, I'd say, me, men, yeah, but sort of mental homeless. Is that a term? <laughs> that's the official term. That's, I think that is the, that's that is the, the new that's, official yeah. term. It's it's mental homeless-itis. Right, so <laughs> she, uh, she lived on the estate and what have you, and... She aged. Pretty. How was she homeless if she lived on the estate? Well, she sort of decided to stay around there because I think oh, people right. on the estate spoke to her more than people who had money. Do you know what but, I mean? Really? I was going to say, why would they? Why would she choose an estate to not to live in as opposed to a, like a, a, a walled sort of lovely community? Yeah. What? What? Why well, not go to St John's Wood or? Yeah, yeah, or I'd hang around in maybe, say, the maze in Hampton Court. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly, I mean? yeah. No one's, no one's expecting to see a homeless person as they're trying to find their way around well, the, the, Imagine the, the cash you'd make during the summer. The, the rich sort of Victorians used to keep sort of homeless in there as a little folly, and they used to pay them um, at the end if they stayed there for like three years. Uh, what, where, what do you mean? Were they paying It was to fashionable what? to have a little, like a little uh, homeless little hobbit in your, in your <laughs> outhouse. Seriously. And, and what did they have? Did they have to do anything for the money? Run, dance, no, they just fight had to tigers? be there. No, they had to, they had to be there when they brought around. They go, look, that's our that's our little um, cat weasel fella <laughs> right. living living in our folly. Yeah, and then they were they got money, you know, at the end of it. It's just like really rich sort of Victorians and stuff. That's yeah. a great idea. They should definitely bring that back. Because you see, I would give a lot more to shelter and, and those kind of charities if I could have a homeless guy uh-huh. come they, and do my bidding. I could make him and dance. And they had a really long beard yeah. and rags. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, they could, I could just make them do dances for me, or you know. And it was somewhat magical, possibly. That yeah, would go, Riddle me, do, fiddle me, do. What is my name and yeah. who are you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. so this mental. There's a little homeless. idea for shelter if anyone's listening. Yeah. Mental homeless woman on mm. the estate, um, and what she used to do. Right, she she acted quite normal, and she used to always push push like a, a pram around with her. Right, everyone's like, she can't have a kid, can she? Right, and she was dead happy every day. She was up and down, walking up and down the road. Anyway, one day she got to walk past. Right, turned round and looked in the pram. There's a bucket with a face on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Rick, we've had an email here from a bloke. I think you're going to respect him because I think you can tell straight away from his name mm. that he's the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. Go on. I know how much you love fun people. Yeah. Well, Paul, and he's calling himself this, Paul the Party Animal Parker, he's emailed in. He's given himself that, that, that Let, moniker. Uh, right, I, I assume they're in sort of like quote marks, they're are in, they? in speech marks, yeah. Paul Brilliant. the Party Animal Parker. And he's calling himself that. Yeah. That I, I can't wait. So I what do you, when you picture him, what are you thinking? Millhouse. <laughs> right, okay. I, I, I think he looks like Millhouse from The Simpsons. Yeah. I, 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 he's I, working I, in sort of an IT department, maybe? Yeah, for possibly. A large organization. Oh, I think he might still be at school. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. And, and this is the vital question. Do you believe him to be a party animal? I believe him to be a party animal is as much as a man with a long scarf that is mum knitted him <laughs> to look like uh, Doctor Who can be a party animal, yeah. yes. Do you think that when people are organising parties at his school, they're thinking the first person they got to get on the list and make sure he's guaranteed uh, as You've got to take Paul the party animal. Because I, I, I bet he's got millions of affectations. I bet he's the, he wants to be known as the one that carries around a biscuit tin. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. got the scarf. He's, he's the got... guy who only ever wears bowling shoes. <laughs> it's his thing. <laughs> it's his thing. <laughs> he's a little bit kooky, it's his thing. <laughs> uh, but so, thank you very much indeed for your contribution. And uh, it is fairly interesting what he sent in. He's found this on the web. Um, I don't know why he's felt an affinity with this with this particular inventor. But anyway, there's a man, a Serbian man, who um, has invented a sex machine for women. Mm. And he's appealing to Western women to test his device. Mm. Um, he's from a town in, as I say, in uh, Serbia. I guess Serbia? I guess that's right. Is that right? Well, I don't know. What does it say? Well, it says a Serbian man, but is it called Serbia? Yeah. Yeah. What was all the Croatia-Serbia thing? Well, it doesn't matter now, does it? Okay. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> it does to them. Otherwise, they fought for nothing. <laughs> what the hell do we know about world events? I mean, how long did that go on for? Months, wasn't it? If, if they're inventing new countries, they can't expect me to keep up with current <laughs> trends, can we? Anyway, this Serbian man has uh, has invented a sex machine for women, and he can't find any Serbian women to try it out, so he's looking now for Western women. Um, he's taken out a patent on the ultimate sex machine. Uh, it runs on a 390-volt electric engine, simulates sex, and has a 7.5-inch artificial penis. Uh, he said, My sex machine has an artificial penis that can make up to 180 moves in a minute. <laughs> now, I don't even know what that means. 180 moves? What? I mean, there's only really... Well, in and out, I in imagine. And out. It's largely yeah. the function. Unless what, I've been doing it what well, he's, what he's done. Months. <laughs> what he's done is he's, he's put a dildo on a Black & Decker. <laughs> A man can only manage the intensity of movement uh, for about five seconds normally, but this machine can do it for as long as the woman wants. Um, but anyway, so he's looking for a woman who will test this out. But what I love, as soon as I read this, I was thinking, it's just imagining there going, oh, thanks for coming in, yeah, okay. So there's, uh, what's going to happen is there's a penis that's going to pop out from here and it's going gonna, it's gonna to have sex with you. I'm going to stand behind the machine. <laughs> I've got to stand behind here. There's a lot of dials and stuff. I don't want to bore you with. Well, why do you have to stand behind it? Just I can't. It's technical stuff. But I got to be behind the machine. But there's no there's no penis on the robot at the moment. It's just no, a hole. That don't worry. What will happen is I'll switch the machine on. I'll go behind, and then a penis will appear. Will it be like a metal looking penis? It will be a robotic penis, but it will seem like it's a regular fleshy 
human penis. So you're gonna uh, say, all right. So you're gonna go behind this robot, go behind right, the machine, disappear, yep. and then uh, a fleshy-looking penis is that gonna will appear uh, through the hole when I switch the machine on. Yep. Okay, and that would be that'd be the real yep. robotic penis. But you look. won't see me for the duration of your section. So country. you've 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 made this sort of like robotic penis look really realistic. It's really realistic. You will not be able to tell the difference between, say, the robot one and mine, for instance. You okay, well, you I don't want to see yours. No, 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 there's absolutely not because I'm not. I've not come around here to have sex with a person. I know you've um, come around to test the machine. Yeah, I'm that is exactly it. what you're gonna get. Okay, piece of mechanical <laughs> but why that is the idea that on the front maybe they've they, he's painted a picture of a robot's face yeah and then when when the machine begins you know rather like you know one of those horror houses like a kind of mansion in a spooky film the eyes of the painting they'll move and, and the real eyes realize will appear <laughs> just staring out but I, I don't think i can have sex with this machine unless you're actually in the room so just in case anything goes wrong no. don't worry i'll be behind the machine it'll be fine it'll yeah. be safe not a problem okay. but uh, anyway so yeah paul the party animal parker sent that in and um and knowing him There'll be plenty more coming uh, like that in future weeks. Carl, what do you think about that? The uh, machines the, and that. Yeah. Well, they've, they've always been sort of. I mean, to a lot of people, sex is important, isn't it? You know what I mean? Not to you. What, it serves a purpose. <laughs> but, but what, <laughs> what purpose? No, because no. you don't want to have kids. So what purpose? Just, just you know, something to do in the something evening. Something to do, isn't it? When the teddy's broke. But but for years, like they've they've found stuff, haven't they? Machines from like. Roman times that no. to that setup. No machines in Roman times. Like that though, the old sort of uh, knob on a stick machine thing. <laughs> <laughs> the it's old that. Roman I knob on a stick. I'm sorry, but I Aqueduct. watch Time Team every week, and Tony uh, Robinson has never done uh, that. an old knob on a knob on a stick machine. I just think of Julius Caesar sitting down and go, "Okay, Aqueduct, we love that. Yeah. Thanks for that. Straight roads, good idea. We can see the enemy coming. Yeah. What have we got there?" Well, I'm glad you've asked. Plumpticus. What have you got there? Wanklicus. What I've got here is a yieldy knob, um, and I've, I've put that on the end of a stick. Oh, well, stick as phallus. Okay, well done, <laughs> yeah. Wanklicus. No, no. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. You um, are my new right-hand man, as they say. No, no, no excellent. But they do, they do do stuff like that. You've been in uh, the London Museum and that, and they've got sort of sex stuff from years ago. They've got, like, these metal pants that they used to wear. <laughs> Metal pants. Yeah, sort of. Is metal. that a chastity belt? You mean they used to make women wear them so that they when, can when, yeah, when no, they, they, had, they had they had them for blokes as well though. Metal pants for blokes. Yeah, Why? So he had little. So if the if they, he was away, he couldn't he couldn't play away from home. And if he was away, she popped on a little. No, I just think they sort of like sexy metal pants. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what the sexy metal about? pants. Well, they'll have to look because they haven't got it in front of me. It's just something I remember seeing some sort of sexy metal pants that I used to wear. But what are you saying, sexy metal Come pants? Because well, that was not British be... Museum. That was Soho. No, what, what I mean <laughs> that was Old Compton Street. You were looking at the shop window. They always had to be ready for like battle and that, but these were a little bit sexy but protective at the same time. <laughs> That's all you remember from so the last museum. So Lancelot, are you ready to face the Black Knight? Yeah, <laughs> just, what do you think of these? Huh? What do you think of these? <laughs> well, I don't really care, just, you know. I just they, want to look good on the battlefield. Well, they're know? both protective. Will there be women watching, cheering us on? Well, you're not going to fight like that, are you? What about your, your chest? I'm going to wear your... nothing except these sexy metal pants. But you, what about your chest is exposed? No, I can t- well, it's a good chest, I'll be working out. Yeah, I know, but what I mean is, you want to, you want, you want I've metal been, all I've over. actually been lifting up the round table every <laughs> week. I just work out, do that about four times a day. But that <laughs> machine, right? Why did it have to be a woman, or could they have got a little gay fella in? 
I, I don't know. Let me just check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't actually specify the small print here. I love that. Why do you want to see a little gay fella be... I don't know. I don't want to see it. I'm just saying they're sort of more... Why do, like, Carl, why do you want... I don't want to see it. Why do you want to watch want to a gay it. man get buggered by a robot? I wasn't the one typing in gay machines on the internet finding <laughs> stuff out about It's them. not Steve a gay was. machine. You just made it into a game machine. Yeah. He, he wanted to, he wanted to pleasure women with this machine. Oh, You're saying, can I oh. see a little gay fellow get a robotic cock up his ass? <laughs> You're the one requesting that, Carl no, Pilkington. I don't want that. I'm just saying that. You're the one that wants to see gay men with metal stuff up their arnus. No, oh, what I'm saying is they're more up for a bit more experimentation than... What are you saying? Why is that the case? Why? Why do you say that? No, just, just, they, they just, you know... Butt plugs and that. I mean, what I'm saying is... What, what, you can't just say butt plugs and that. It, I'm just it, saying that they... I reckon they'd be up for it. That's what do you know I'm about saying. butt plugs? I, well, I don't know anything about them. I, I just remember seeing an advert for some once in a sex shop. <laughs> what, are you doing? what are you doing? No, then? I wasn't. I was just walking past. I was walking past the sex shop and that. Mm. And you're you know, sort of looking. Why, why, look. why were you walking past a sex shop? Just because I was on the way to work and that, and I passed one, and there okay. was a little sort of... One, it was open early, which I never understood. Right? It was about eight o'clock in the morning. Right? And who's thought, rushing, who's, who's rushing out? Yeah, morning, who needs yeah. them now? Right? Yeah. But I, I must get a, a bagel and some poppers on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked past it, and it had a, like a little post-it note, or c- postcard type thing, and it was like, popping now, buy an item, chucking some free butt plugs. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what they for. I didn't, I've, I'd never heard of them before. But all I'm saying is, I've since found out what they do do with them. What and do they if do they with do them? do that with them, then yeah. give them a go on that. <laughs> Add another email here. This is uh, they haven't they haven't given their name actually, but they, they it's an interesting fact. I'm hoping it's true. America's first nudist organisation apparently was founded in 1929 by three men. Now, what intrigued me when I read that is the fact that it's clearly three blokes just trying to meet some nude women. They're all 52 balding. <laughs> exactly. With little, uh, uh, sort of those gold rim glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just wandering around, and it's all quite saggy down there, and they're just knocking on doors saying, we're just set up an organisation. It's perfectly above board, completely yeah. legitimate. It's a, it's a nudist organisation. Um, you got any women in there that want to come and join us? Because we haven't got really? any female members at the moment. Got any women in there interested in, you know, volleyball no, or I trampoline? I can't, I can't be doing with it, me. You hate nudists, don't you? Nudists. I, d- I don't understand what, what it's all about at the end of the day. And here's something, right? Do you know, like, when you're a bloke nudist, mm. right? Do you ever get any who just have, like, a small knob? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand the question. What's that? What's your point? Well, you know, are there any blokes who are knocking about who just have a, a normal-sized knob or maybe a bit smaller than a normal um, <laughs> uh, who, who are happy wandering about showing <laughs> off what what they haven't got, if you know what I mean? I don't think nudists are just doing it because they're so proud of their knob. <laughs> no, but there's got to be a little bit of that in it, isn't there? Say like, say like, um, you know, Jonathan Ross, right? He's he's nipped to see you now and again and what have you. He's what? He, he sort of nipped in to see you now and again. He's always happy getting his knob out because he's known to have this big knob, right? What so do you he's, mean he's, he's known? Why is Jonathan Ross known to have this big knob? No, he just talks about it a lot, doesn't he? He's always saying about, oh, you know, but you'd like this, wouldn't you? But that. that's like me, me. I'm known for being a great lover. I say it a lot. It's clearly not the case. What yeah, evidence but, have you got that he's got a big no, knob? No, but the difference is he's, he's happy to keep getting it out. It's different sort of me walking about going, oh, I've got a big one and all that, and then but no one ever sees it. <laughs> but Jonathan sort of, he's, he's always getting it out, isn't he? Have you, have you seen him get it out before? 
I saw. Well, he, he did get it out, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't looking. What I do just, you mean you weren't looking? How do you know it was out? Just because he sort of was moving it about and that, and I, I could sort of so see. No, I wasn't looking though. It was but, that. It was that sort of thing where you can see something but, moving about. But you're like, I'm not looking at it. What, like an owl seeing well, a, a seeing a, a mouse? It just, at, like... What I mean, it doesn't matter. All I'm saying is. So no, no, no let's get back to this. You you remembering vividly Jonathan Ross's penis? No, uh, yes. what, I don't mean that. What but I mean, why were you looking at his penis? I wasn't looking though. Well, I'm it was clearly saying, not meant to be looked at. I'm just saying, most blokes who, you know, nudists, mm. they must be pretty confident in themselves to, you know, getting it out. And I wasn't looking. It's just that I mean, I, I looked once. Okay, what was it like? What, sorry, you looked at Jonathan's once? No, or? no, yeah. I was looking at another one. What? At so the same what? time? No, Why no. are you looking at loads no. of men's What's penises? Going on? No. Where are you going? What is this? It's natural, that's what I'm saying. What do you mean? This As is Carl, Carl takes a sneaky look at no, mencocks.com? No. No. what I'm saying is, <laughs> it's natural. Where was this happening? You're yeah. in a, so you're in a gym? No. A lot of guys are getting changed and no. you're just checking you're, out their you're, you're at your bedroom window with a pair of binoculars <laughs> no. and there was a little fella across the road getting I was, changed. I was at some night out once. Right? Go on. So you were um, at heaven and you were in, in the toilet. It was some night out and uh, some some people come running on the stage, right? Some music started coming on and these four people ran out. It was two women. So two you were at a gay strip club? It wasn't gay in that. It was just a normal night out. Well, you know, some sort of party night out. Right. These These people come running on, right? You've got two women... You got two blokes. Right. They whip the knickers off. The fellas whip their undies off <laughs> at the same now, time. Yeah, all at the same time. Was it like, like, a, that, was like, it like a choreographed thing? Like uh, what's it? Um, Chippendales. No, what, what? You know, like Cheryl Baker was in it. It was that thing where they sort of, you know, on Eurovision Song Contest. I'm making your mind up. Yeah. When Bucks oh, Fizz ripped Fizz. off a, a larger skirt, uh, um, conceding a smaller skirt. At no point did Bucks Fizz whip their knickers and pants when off. When you said Cheryl Baker was in it, I was thinking, what, she, didn't she used to host Record Breakers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember that on so, there. So that, tea time on BBC One. So that, on. that happened, and all I'm saying is, right, before I had a look at the woman's bits, right, I just had a little cheeky glance at the fellas. Why? Why? Just checking it out, just seeing is everything normal down Why there. Why weren't your eyes drawn instantly to the ladies' bits? I d I, no, I don't believe me. I had a look at that. All I'm saying is... But you went to the guys first? Just, just, <laughs> I didn't know how long pants were going to be left off for. <laughs> so you didn't want to miss your opportunity, is what you're saying? <laughs> you saw a window of opportunity to see some men's bits and you thought, I better take it. No, no. Because this may never happen again. No, so what happened? So you, you, there's there's two women, two men, right? Um, I don't know what sort of event this is where you're looking at anyone get their knickers and pants off. I don't know why you're looking at all. So you go, you go right. There's knickers and pants off, right? Let's check out the the the, the, the knob and testicles first. You're telling me you've never like when you've been in a gym or anything, you've not just sort of turned your head, had a look, and gone, all right, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Been in a so let's just get this question right. Have we ever been in a gym and just taken a sneaky glance at a man's genitals? Is that your question to us? Right. For me, it's the same as when you see someone who's a bit odd, two heads or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest. If I was in a gym and a bloke came in with two heads, I'd look. I, well, I'd try. I'd get a sneaky glance in the mirror. I'd go... Sorry, but you'd look at his genitals or his two heads? His two heads! Or would you sneaky look at the heads and then think, I wonder if he's got two cocks? And just... <laughs> I don't try to look there. If, 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 if I'll tell you what, and now I admit it, if I'm ever in a gym and a naked man with two heads walks in, mm. I probably will check out the genitals as well, just to make sure that he's got two of everything. Can I tell you the thing that always freaks me out? I do sometimes go to the gym, and I live in North London, and the thing that always freaks me out is if there's a, a an elderly man, often quite short, mm. um, 
and I don't say, I say this I only so you can picture something in your in your in mind's eye, you know, because I live in North London. There's quite a lot of old elderly Jewish gentlemen, you oh, know, right. wandering around, and um, I'm always freaked out because there's at least two I'm aware of who've got very very large penises. And I always find that really disturbing because I sometimes you can't you know you can't help but notice because it's like Godzilla coming through the change room. Do you know what I mean? And it's swinging there, and it never seems right that he's an old guy. You know, he's kind of a little overweight, quite short, and he's got a massive piece of action going on between his legs. And I always get, dare I say it, a little bit jealous because for a tall man, I, I feel I've been a little bit shortchanged. Oh wow! So well, that go. I do admit that's the only instance where my eye has been naturally drawn to it. Do you know what annoys me in gyms? Where people walk round happily naked all the time, whistling. They yeah. get weighed naked, pop a towel on, and take off yeah. three ounces. How exact have those measurements got to be? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Pop a towel on. I mean, yeah. unless you're going on the space shuttle, <laughs> I reckon you could give or take a couple of uh, couple of stone. Yeah, couple exactly. Of yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Well, we've we've put that to bed. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Right, Carl. It's that time again. You better be ready. Oh, chimpanzee that monkey news. Right. Well this this uh this week what we what we're covering is. Um do you know like they say monkeys are pretty close to humans? Well, when you say monkeys you mean apes, I assume, right, and when you say apes you mean chimpanzees. Well no, because they're different um, species, they're all primates. Done, but... They've done a lot of tests and that, like I said, you know, we've talked about the one that went into space. Mm, that was we've rubbish. Had ones that have worked in train stations. No. <laughs> So the barber, next, was there a barber one? There was a barber one. He started off sweeping, didn't he? But he didn't immediately go in. Straight into, but he worked his way up, yeah. Um, yeah they do you know, apprenticeship. They do, they do a lot of stuff. Um, I've seen the salon. He was probably the top student. But the thing is, it, you know, I mean, in a way, this is linked to the one in the salon. Mm. He could cut air, but he'd never be allowed to work on the till. Right? But these tests that they've been doing now... Why? Are they not trustworthy? Well, they've, they've had problems understanding money. Right? But they've they've got one recently that they've been teaching about the value of money mm. and showing it that, you know, to get this money you've got to work hard, you've got to save your money, mm. and when it's saved nice up, all bollocks. you can <clears throat> do what you want with that money. Yeah, it wouldn't but happen. at the end of the day, these monkeys aren't on that much money. Yeah, so and they wouldn't, they, 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 you, could never, so, you could never teach a monkey the value of money. So, so the thing is, they've said to these monkeys, look, you know, there's your money. <laughs> they haven't said anything You're to the monkeys. So they have, money. Please listen to the news. But <laughs> it's the news. <laughs> it's the news. <laughs> it's important that you know they they know how to spend that money, right? It's basic rules, really. It's what you teach a, a human about money, and it? it's the, what you teach kids. So invest money. wisely, invest and all that. Sorry, who's teaching so these people? So Carl, stop. Just some what? people and that. But who? Where are these monkeys? The monkey people. But but where are these monkeys? Where are these monkeys? I think being- it's in San Francisco. What is? Well, where are these monkeys though? What are they? Are, are they in a shop? Are they? What are they doing? Are they in homes? What are they doing? Just, just in like, a zoo? Well, probably just in like some sort of uh, science place where science people are checking out monkeys' brains and that and seeing how they work. But they're happy. They're not. This is them different that. to the the news at ten. So listen. Well, so, yeah, but you can't you can't interrupt the newscasters for one thing, Rick. Please. Sorry. Go on. So there's these monkeys, right? And they've given them some money, probably about five quid. And they they said, right, off you go. Uh, go shopping, see who comes back with the best, sort of, how much can you get? You know, like in... Ready, steady, ready, cook. Ready, steady, cook. Well, right. so there's a fiver, go and get some food. Anyway, some came back, and uh, they were like, you know, they hardly had anything. Right? <laughs> this is absolute shit. No, listen! They this is a listen. But one of them, right, he, he was away longer, to be fair, yeah. right, he, he, I think he came back last, but 
they were really impressed because he sort of said, "This is amazing that you've got all this. Can't believe it. Give us the receipt, right?" Oh, this is absolute. Right, forget it. Forget it. No, no, no. no, no, no. That is absolute shit. We want to hear the end. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute, right? So they said, "Give us the, give us the receipt and that," and they looked at it, and it was all official, right? And and they and they went through it all, and what they were really impressed by is the way that they always went for the sort of slightly older veg, where you get two lots for the price of one. Right, you're absolutely... <laughs> so, and it just goes to show, This right, is absolute that, bollocks. Well, there's no it, way, there's no gonna, way a chimp went it's shopping not, and right. knew what he was buying. It, it's I don't absolute, know why he wants me then. Well, it's absolute bollocks. Once again, you've made it up. You probably saw a headline on some sort of half-witted mm. website mm. and you're talking shit. Right. Just to say, if you have any monkey news for Carl that you want to hear on one of these podcasts in future weeks, then you can email Carl, uh, or indeed with anything, at podcast at rickygervais.com. This podcast was hosted by Positive Internet. What does, can I just ask, what does hosting mean when you, in that sense? I don't know, but the guys at Positive Internet do because they're experts in this field and that's why I like them. Well, thanks very much. Uh, join us next time when we'll, when we'll uh, I'm sure, uh, waste another half hour of your lives. See ya. Bye. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. <laughs>